that was the first place that I saw that um, creativity, imagination, those were required tools to get stuff done. You know, in law, mm-hmm. it's always research and research and foreign stuff. But then creativity, imagination, spontaneity. So that was wild. Welcome to the Writer's Source Podcast with Ufoma and Faith, the podcast where you get all the juicy content and hot topics on the myths and truths about writers and the writing industry, especially in Africa and around the continent. Hello guys, we're here again on another episode. Thank you for joining us always. A few episodes ago, we had a law student and writer on our show. And on today's episode, we have a lawyer turned content creator with us here. Yes. So in the house today, we have Solomon and Zayre. Welcome, Yay. Solomon. Thank you. It, it still feels <laughs> Welcome, weird. When, when you said we have a lawyer, I'm like, <laughs> okay, there, there is another guest on the show. So, guys, Solomon is a, is a recent law graduate of the Nigerian Law School and he was recently called to bar. So, it's just to say he's a lawyer. Don't mind him when you say he does not know who the lawyer is. Well, he's a writer, creative writer fiction writer, and also a content creator. So don't also mind the name you say it's not so sure of the content creator part. Who is also transitioning into working with startups here and there. Solomon is very loved to play with words, and it's always a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for joining us on today's episode, Solomon. Thank you. Not a very serious person. The profile that you Thank you. But the content creator part is, is because... It's because I'm not so sure about it. I know there was a time I used to describe myself as a content creator, but now the, that term has taken on more meaning. Um, first, people who so, as you know, yeah. people who create content on on a wide mm-hmm. wide variety of platforms. So I'm not sure it's exclusive to writers anymore, or you know, oh, it's okay. or, you know. So that's why I'm like, yeah. Yeah, maybe not content creator. <laughs> All right. So what should be what time should be? What time would you prefer? Writer, just writer, content writer. But we are yeah. letting you on. Let's go on to the yes. conversation. <laughs> Solomon, I would have to start with a basic question. I'm sure you get this all the time. Please tell us how is life after law school? How has life been? <laughs> Why did you laugh? <laughs> life after law school. Man, adulting just, just eats you. Square. Oh, yeah. Before you were thinking <laughs> about um, the criminal discussion, commercial, why did it change karma? Now, you're wondering why it's legal house rent expensive. Yeah. I would like to buy a foil for next week. I would like me deadlines. Life, life does change very rapidly. So, yep, it's not fun. That's it. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just a lot of and people are whispering, so when I going to get married, please. Uh-uh. <laughs> First off, I'm a transborn. Uh-uh. <laughs> I just finished 
Law school after eight years. Why? Why are you talking about marriage? What's that? Are you talking about marriage? Like what? <laughs> so okay. So Solomon has told us that he would prefer to be known as a writer than a content creator. So let's go on and talk about that because this guy has no business with law, as we can see. So Solomon, can you tell us <laughs> what genre of writing you love the most? What genre do you love writing on? Um, I think it's non-fiction. This time I used to write non-fiction, um, storytelling, but I think in the last two years, I've been reading a lot less fiction. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely non-fiction. And I started trying my hands at it. So anytime I go to parties or in law school, when we're supposed to read them, we go out to drink instead. I'll try and like capture those experiences, like write experiences and write about them. And also yeah. writing an end of year review every end. So I'm big on non-fiction now. Oh, uh, so this is like your like turning or moving to non-fiction. As is it okay, I think you've already said that it, it has in some ways downplayed your interest in fiction. Because you just mentioned the story has to be like extraordinary for me to read. This Nigeria. Are you to say you will not read me at all? Yes, to read every day. Wow. 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 Um, non-fiction, so newsletters. I'm reading the Google newsletter. I'm reading the Daily Mail newsletter. Okay. Okay. I've just not. There's not a lot of fiction around me. Deliberately. All right. Okay. Wow. Um. So, 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 tell us. Um. You being a lawyer, a writer, and now thinking about moving into a startup. How do you how do you balance all this? How do you think about the have you found the balance yet? How do you balance it basically? <laughs> what balance? Someone is I'm always not, laughing. I'm, like, I'm, not I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm not doing anything um for law now, apart from once in a while somebody okay. messages you and they think that you have sense. I want you to look at something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do that once in a while. I look at documents, I look at sources and all of that. But basically, I don't, I don't do anything. Um, mm-hmm. so my nine to five is at a creative agency. Okay. So okay. That involves writing copy, writing scripts, writing blog posts, writing social media calendars. There's that. So when I close, although the closing time is a suggestion, but when I close, Anyway, my employer will not listen to this podcast, so, <laughs> so, so I balance it with working for startups and other clients. So, you know, do office work small, sleep, do side job, things like that. God bless remote work. May we never return to the office. Thanks. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Okay. So, um, you talked about copywriting and others. How, how is that going or what exactly does that entail? Because I think there are quite some, um, there are quite like maybe people out there who are like, okay, I want to take up this thing, like, 
copywriting, what is the creative agency, but really don't understand the basics. So can you like maybe just run through what does it really entail and how has it been going for you? No, it's clarifying. Copywriting. Which word? Copywriting. 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 Both, basically. Yeah. Copywriting and working in the creative industry as a writer. Okay. So let's start with copywriting. Um, so the way I started in copywriting was, and I've never gone to any class or anything or, or taking any certification. Okay. I think I should do that too. But copywriting basically is, um, writing to provoke an action. So you're either writing for people to buy a product, keep mm-hmm. reading, sign up for something. You know, refer someone. It's writing that is um, calculated to elicit an action or to elicit an emotion. So, okay. so, it, it, so most times when um, people speak about copywriting, they talk about it in reference to ads, writing ad copies as advertising. Mm-hmm. So, most popular um, example is the direct, mad direct, and final direct advert. I see on social media. So she deserves round, you know, staying those all, all those that fun stuff that you see. Yeah. So the text on those images, that's called copy. You know, so and you know those that the the copy is meant to push you to buy the product. So that okay. that's basically copywriting. Copywriting has like an end goal and that's sales or any other um any other objective. So it's writing that it's calculated to make the person reading do something. Yes. That's, that's it. Okay. Yeah, so it's not just on that. So email when you're writing um, newsletters, the newsletters you get sent, so that's copywriting. You want them to take action. You want them to click a link. You want them to yeah. So if I keep talking too much, it's writing calculated to make the person take an action. That's it. Definitely wow. sure somebody at home has learned something. So yeah, the second part of our question, I think you missed it. Uh, what's the like? Working in a creative agency. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have an answer for that, but first, you can swear. That's the best part. You can do <laughs> it. <laughs> you can randomly shout for us. Wait, can we swear on your podcast? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, don't mind Solomon. Oh <laughs> my god. Oh, oh. <laughs> we are still. It's fine. Is it? Is it? Oh it's totally okay. The whole on, world on, know who you truly are. No, you, you, can, you can curse in a creative agency. Everybody does. We are not cursing. It's normal. Nobody's going to. That's the best part of working in a creative agency. That's your best. <laughs> to ask you, to ask you the actual question, um, this is going to be a long answer. So yeah, I got into my first creative agency. So my second one now. But the first one was after law school, after, um, university. Okay. Five years perfect. Back from my own university. And I was so sure that I did not want to go to a law firm. I was certain that I no one to, to do a, um, a bunch of law internships. So I was looking out for agencies. Then there's this one that I've been stalking, you know, this while. His name was Anna Cole. 
then decided to start an internship program and I applied for it. At that time, there was a lot of pressure. I had to leave my mother's house in Ibado. I go to my brother and Denise. My mom would just be looking at me randomly and like, why are you at home? Your mates are interning in Lagos, go to Lagos. <laughs> Without job, how far now? So they called for an interview and that was, and I went and I wore a tie, shirt tie, everything. Little boy, I entered and that was the first cultural shock was when I entered. Everybody was just dressed up. There was, wow. no, there was no jackets inside. And they started sobbing out. Yeah, that some of you, you came here wearing ties, wearing suits. I wonder what kind of company you think we are. Nobody needed to tell me. I don't even need the tie. Move the tie. I'm putting my shirt. Let's go. So it was, it was how unconventional the recruitment process was for me. Um, so they split us up into groups and we asked to come up with, we looked at the picture, wrote a brand story about it. Then they asked us to come up with a, a brand of condoms and you prepare a presentation. I'm like, that's what I was going for. I'm like, that's, that's wild. Let's do it. And we had to pitch. We had to pitch and it was, it was really great. It was just how, that was the first place that I saw that. Um, creativity, imagination, those were required tools to get stuff done, you know. In law, mm-hmm. it's always research and research and foreign stuff. But there, creativity, imagination, spontaneity. So that was wild. That was my first introduction to, um, the work culture at an agency. And when okay. I joined, it was, it was, it was really great. So a lot of, it was, the way the structure, the way, the way the setup works is everybody's on the first name basis. So there's no Salma. You know, you mm-hmm. have teams, you work together. There's cross collaboration and cross team. You can talk to somebody on that team to help you with stuff. So it was really great. And I think I'm a little bit spot, you know, because all the places I've worked, there's no, all the hierarchy that comes with Nigerian workplaces, the Salma, the, you know, workplace politics. No really, yeah. no really experienced it. So. I don't think I can go back to calling him Monisa. So yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So, so would it be safe to say that it was at Anapu that you fell in love with the whole idea of using your mind creatively? And basically, when did you realize that you loved um copywriting and you were good at it and you wanted to make a living out of it? Are you serious about this? Uh, yes. So before I went on a group to find two things: validation mm-hmm. and structure. Maybe three things. Starting with career path. So validation in the sense that I'd been doing this. I'd been working freelance for two, three years, writing copy for brands. Um, so bank food first. I used to have in about from university. I, yeah. I used to write um, the copy for it and all okay. of that. I, I was working for a couple of other brands too. So I've been doing that freelance, but I was unsure if they were like, like, will anybody, is there like a career path? And am I really good at this? So those were the questions that, that drove me to find um, an internship at the creative agency. Mm. See if, if I, can I really build a career out of it? And am I good? And yeah. 
So yeah, I found answers to those questions. I mean, I finished up the, the graduate training program at the agency and I have a job from somebody that used to work with an agency. So yeah, I, I think that that internship changed my life. So yeah, they answer those questions, validation, um, structure, structure. and <laughs> career path. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, basically, how many jobs do you have to like turn in in a week, or how many jobs do you have to turn in in a week working with this agency? Mad. It depends. <laughs> it, it it depends on the size of the agency and the number of clients. So, okay. um, the agency I currently work at now is is a much smaller one compared to Anaphol. Okay, so okay. it's, it's really Workload is really flexible. So, but when you read the pause, so sometimes you have like a campaign and there's a deadline and you're working, sometimes you work through the weekend, you know, so that's it. So, some days you're free and some other days you choke in the very yeah. of, of the philosopher David. So, that's it. So, it depends on the number of clients, you know, number of clients. But I think the best part about um, working in an agency is because of the number of products and number of clients you're working with, you're always working on something different. So mm-hmm. if somebody's trying to announce a partnership, next day they want to do an event and involved in planning and doing strategy for it. Um, the other day, products are not selling, they want to do a revamp, they want a campaign to drive it. You know, so it's just that fast. The fast pace, you know, and the different, different deliverables. That's, that's what keeps you up and running. Wow. Thank you, Solomon, for that. Um, how is being a lawyer looking like for you? Any hopes to actually practice law? You know, wear the weeds, wear the robe, or just wear the Okay, I don't think that guy girl. has an intention. <laughs> I did not buy a wig and gown, so that's true. <laughs> wow. I'm not so you, you don't but but I've been missing it a bit. A bit. You have? It a bit. Yeah, the so before before I really went into working in an agency, I used to really love it. I still love intellectual property. I think that was Ooh. the only only part of law that kept me sane. Because in my uh-huh. first year, I was like, you know what, I'm done. Let me start. Let me start the extracurricular and parting. That's that what yeah. I spent my last day in school doing. Very proud of my achievement. Parting wise, oh. please. So, so I really love intellectual property. So maybe that bit, maybe working remotely as a legal assistant or working in a law firm that's very startup focused. That's like the only thing that I'm going to do. Um, law wise, it's sort of going to come, but. You're not going to see me that week. Don't do that. So, <laughs> that week I can't laugh. I don't think it's happening for me. But, it's never say never. Not I, don't, I don't want yeah, that. Yeah, that's one thing. Never say never, but then at least you know what exactly you want. Do I? <laughs> I think everybody's just winging it. And, yeah, and I'm still young, so at this stage, I think everybody should optimize like, their career for learning and trying as many things as possible. 
that's that's what I'm about. So there's there's a point where you optimize your career for doing the easy, comfortable stuff. You know, there's a lot you want work life balance and all of that. But now I think it's just about learning as much as you can and just work, 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 develop expertise and majorly. So I think that's that's what that's what it's about now. So that's it. That's what I'm trying to get to. Um so, so about the transition into startups, now I might be wrong though, but oftentimes when I hear about startups, all I all I just visualize is tech, finance, piggy bears, you know, when people just say startup. Now, are those the areas you are interested in, tech and finance, or there are other areas? Any startup that has money. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> wow, wow. I'm, but I'm then it's important now. No, it's yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Actually, but, but yeah, so we don't, we don't feed on passion, really. Of course. Wow. So money needs to come in. Yeah. So, so are, you, are, you, are you paying your species on passion? Ah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> so, this is the one you were saying. So, um, yeah, but it, it, I think the same tech, um, artistically, the new. Sorry, tech. So, <laughs> a, a majority of the startups are very are fintech, you know, so there's, so there's a lot of yeah. opportunities and that is concentrated. But really, I think um, if moving to a startup, I'm more interested in okay. the kind of problem that they're solving. So, okay. what problem are they trying to solve? Is this something that I'm excited about? That's it. That's, that's, that's the major thing for me. Yeah, no. money plus problem, money plus interesting problem. Yeah, <laughs> that, that in, in, in moving to a startup, too, it, you know, requires a different set of skills. So, you're not writing for products, you're writing for the website, you're writing for the application. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more technical writing. So, to help the transition, I'm learning more about that. That's UX writing, writing for user experience. Yeah. So, that's stuff you see when you're scrolling on your app and 20 days old, wrong password, please enter the correct password, try again. All that copy you see on, on, on the app, that's good for So I'm trying to actively take courses, you know, get freelance gigs where I can build my muscle. So, yeah. That's interesting. Really. Thank you, Solomon. <laughs> I think like Solomon has actually given us like a mini lecture on copywriting and working with creative agency as a writer. Yeah. And I'm sure if there's anybody, some like everybody has something to say from at least I myself, I think I kind of have an interest in copywriting. So I've learned one or two things from this conversation with Solomon. So thank you very much, Solomon. Thank you, um, for sharing with us. Keep soaring, keep honing your craft, and really thank you for joining us on this episode and just sharing your experience. Absolutely, okay. short. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, and making people know that see, it's not only about what you study in school, because really everybody thinks that okay, you study law, you really just have to like go straight. But sometimes there's something else that you know how to do very well. And you feel that's what you want to do. And for you, it's writing. And you've done for yourself 
Uh, I think it's going to do well for yourself. So it's impressive. Thank you. So uh, to our listeners at home, remember to subscribe and follow us across our social media platforms. And thank you for listening. Until next episode, have a nice weekend. Bye. Oh, bye. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Kindly follow us on our social media platforms at the Writer's Source Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And do send us a mail on the Writer's Source Podcast at gmail.com. Keep listening to us across the various platforms, basically everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Podcasts, do favorite us on Anchor, and we would love to see your ratings. The Writer's Source podcast is hosted by Ufoma and Faith and produced by DigiLaw.